This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. Big news for the Razorbacks, four-star quarterback and top 247 player Malachi Singleton has committed to the Razorbacks. You know we're going to talk about that in length today. Danny West is going to join us to talk about that and some other things going on in recruiting as well. We'll talk about a few other topics also, all that and more on Hogsports Live. So just a quick breakdown on Malachi Singleton before we get into it with Danny. 6'1", 225-pound quarterback, four-star prospect, number 192-ranked player in the country on 24-7 sports, number 18 quarterback, number 19 overall in Georgia. The composite has him actually a little bit higher ranked, 438 nationally. Now, that one reason is that is because one recruiting service has him as a low-end three-star for some reason on Rivals, low-end three-star, 5.5. ESPN has him as a four-star, 24-7 has him as a four-star, but Rivals has him as a low three. I think on three has him as a high three-star also. But if that was just a little bit different, he'd be a composite four-star. So, not sure why the discrepancy there. Uh, what you can see is this dude is thickly built, 6'1", 225. Heck, if it didn't work out at quarterback, you got a running back. This guy can really run the ball, ran for over 1,000 yards each of the last two years, playing in the second highest classification in the state of Georgia. So, big-time football and – 20, what did he throw for 2,400 yards, 24 touchdowns, three interceptions last year. So he can throw it too. I think uh, when you look at the the breakdown on him, kind of makes you think a little bit of K.J. Jefferson. Now I think this guy's more polished as a passer than K.J. was. K.J. had to work out a hitch in his throwing motion when he got to Arkansas, despite how prolific he was as a passer. Uh, not as tall, obviously, as K.J., maybe six foot six one, But – Impressive offer list, Arkansas, Cincinnati, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Miami, who was also in the mix, UCF, who was also in the mix. Georgia was also was the other team he decided over. This was on CBS Sports HQ, so I'm sure we'll have a lot of, a lot of stuff from that since uh, uh, we're CBS company. So Virginia, Virginia Tech, West Virginia. The comparison on this guy is Taj Boyd, who obviously played at Clemson, was a really good player there, and uh, – I think he went on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's the comparison. Similar, Taj Boyd, I think it was like six foot and a half inch, uh, big bodied guy. So that's a, that's a fair comparison, I think. Anyway, nice addition. I'll read you the scouting report real quick from Andrew Ivins. A true dual threat quarterback that has produced throughout his prep career looks almost like a running back or a linebacker with his thicker build, but is re- equipped with a strong, rather accurate arm. Has plenty of experience running RPOs and seems to always know when exactly to pull down the ball and call his number. Not sh- not one to shy away from contact and is more than capable of picking up yards after contact as he keeps his legs pumping. Park- pocket awareness is without a doubt a strength at this stage in his development as his internal clock will bail him out of trouble more times than not. It's a pretty long breakdown, but that's uh, – that's just an excerpt, an excerpt of it. You can read more about it. But this guy was a Cobb County Offensive Player of the Year, 2,348 yards, 24 touchdowns, three picks, 160 carries for 1,037 yards, and 25 more touchdowns. So 49 touchdowns last year. Peach State's 3-7A, 1-2-3-4-5-6-6A. Six, six yeah, so that's the second largest classification. Peach County, 3 7A, 6A, Offensive Player of the Year in 2020. So, nice pickup. All right, we're going to jump right into Danny, but before we do that, i got to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. If you haven't if you haven't followed the page on Facebook, then be sure to do so. Be one of 80,000 Razorback fans uh, to follow that page. And also available on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't thrown us that five-star review, please throw us that five-star review right now. Also on YouTube, throw us a thumbs up there. Interact with the video, share it with others if you think might like it. I think we're up to 12,000 uh, 12, subscribers now on our YouTube channel, so be sure to uh, be sure to follow us on there. Also available on Apple Podcasts, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. All right, let's get to Danny West. 
For those of you who don't follow Danny West, you can follow him at Danny West 247. Does a fantastic job. Been with us for 12 years or more at hogsports.com. Does a great job covering recruiting. You will need a VIP subscription if you want to read most of Danny's content, although the commitment article today is a free one. Danny, how you doing, my friend? What's up, man? Good, good. How's it going? Oh, it's okay. Arkansas looks like maybe they got their quarterback of the future. What do you think about it? Yeah, I'm going to have to find something else to talk about, I guess. I've been riding this quarterback thing for a minute, Trey, but <laughs> glad to see it's finally over with. You know, mm-hmm. I, I did a podcast a while back, and I broke down all of Arkansas's quarterback options, the ones that I saw as somewhat realistic. You know, I spent three or four days breaking down film and, and reading every article I could get my hands on. And I said at that time, if if – Malachi Singleton ends up being your quarterback. I think you ought to be ecstatic. And I meant it, and I, I still believe it today. I think it's a, a really, really good pickup for Arkansas. Yeah, I like him a lot, Danny. And, I mean, 6'1", as, as I said earlier, like if it doesn't work out at quarterback, he can play running back. I mean, this yeah. is a guy that will bull you over. Yeah, it is. You know, you watch KJ play, right? And we've made mm-hmm. this comparison a little bit before. I don't mean so much the deep shots or the downhill physical running that both of these guys have, obviously, at different levels. But just from a playmaking standpoint, I think you can draw a lot of comparisons there. One of the biggest things I noticed is that both guys have this unique ability to just keep plays alive. You know, you can almost have them in the backfield. They're big, strong guys. They get away from you, not easy to bring down. And once they get away from trouble, man, they can make the pay. So, I like that from the get-go. I think it's a perfect fit. As you know, we all just watched the uh, the tape there. Andrew Ivins said basically the the way I feel about it. I think he's an absolutely perfect fit for Kendall Browse. Mm-hmm. Obviously, had him up here three times. He's really comfortable here. Uh, I think it's no coincidence that you know he was up here uh, uh, last November for the Mississippi State game, mm-hmm. and KJ just went crazy on that final drive. And I saw so much of Malachi in that drive. So. There's a lot to like there, man. I know a lot of people had their different picks on who they, they would rather have in this class, but and rightfully so. But I can tell you this, you're getting a grown fella here. We, we talk a lot about size. You know, when, you know if, if all things are somewhat equal, when you look at some of these guys, wouldn't you rather have the guy that's probably 40, 50 pounds heavier? <laughs> yeah. I think I would, too. Bobby Petrino used to say, a good big guy beats a good little guy every time. That's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. You know, he had a good point there. talk about it all the time. It's a big football team. Why not have a big quarterback? It exactly. Seems to be working okay so far. I'll tell you another thing Petrino used to say. Uh, if, you want, if you want a big football team, recruit big players. yeah he's a genius yeah so i'll tell you something else that andrew ivins wrote uh and he was on the 24 or the uh cbs sports uh hq uh commitment video also talking about him but uh should thrive in an up-tempo spread attack that wants its quarterback to quickly distribute the football and essentially be a point guard will likely need some time to adjust to the speed of power five football but has what it takes to win games on saturdays and that was the the second part of uh, his analysis from what february he wrote that in february so that was before arkansas was Maybe really the the pick for him. And, I mean, we thought that there was a good chance, Danny, that Arkansas would end up maybe getting him uh, last month after his visit and then obviously came back again in April for his third visit and, and that sealed the deal. Brought his, what, his mom and his dad. Last time I think he brought his mom and his brothers with him That's and right. this time his mom yep. and his dad. So you're just kind of like the whole time like, I mean, you're not fooling us this time, Malachi. <laughs> April 14th. 6.32 p.m. is when I ran the story that he, he had set that third visit, and 12 minutes later I made my crystal ball pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm with you. You're not fooling me again. I had a pretty good indication at that point that this thing was, you know, coming to a head. They brought in Jaden Rashada. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you, you've got to. You know, if he wants to give you a look, you got to bring in a five-star and, mm-hmm. and host him. And then Marcel Reed showed up, a uh, four-star kid out of Nashville. Uh, I mean, again, you got to take those visits and, and, and check all the boxes, be diligent, but you just had a feeling, man, after the, uh, AJ, uh, Avery Johnson stuff started cooling down, boy, it started heating up with Malachi and man, I think it, you know, I wish all those guys the best, but I think this is just about perfect for Arkansas. Now this kid may not be able to play a lick, three, 
four years from now, I may be an idiot, but I don't think so. I think we've got the ranking right at uh, 24-7. I think he's a true four-star, and yeah. and uh, Arkansas got a good one. I agree, Danny. I, I felt the same as you did when, you know, when – I mean, you brought him up to me. Obviously, you're you're on top of the recruiting stuff. But when I turn on the video and I'm watching all the guys, and Avery Johnson was another guy that I think a lot of people thought for a while maybe he's he's going to end up being the guy. And another four-star recruit just shows you the level of recruits that they were after. But from when I turn on the video of all the guys, and obviously love Rashada. I mean, he can throw the ball like oh, yeah. crazy. Uh, but when you look at, like, real interest, like – really reciprocating interest in the guys that are Realistic that are out there stuff, yeah. right um and not that he's not but like would you what you can't wait on malachi singleton if he's ready to come if you got a 20 percent chance for Jaden rashada i mean yep. you just, it just doesn't make any sense this guy's I, I think he's a great player i think he has a, a really bright future but when we turned on the video and you know we talked about it on this show too when you're watching all the different guys just like man this guy right here he can run he can throw he's he's big he plays at a very high level of competition in Georgia. I mean, those guys play some football over there. Um, there's a lot to like about this pickup. There really is. So, Danny, I don't want to get yep. you re saying the same thing over and over again, but uh, it was also an important weekend in recruiting uh, for some other guys also. Yeah, had a, a few good guys up here. Peyton Pierce, I'll start with him. Uh, he's a 2024 linebacker. Mm-hmm. I kind of call him Bumper Pool 2.0 at this point. He's from the same high school, similar size, I would guess, different builds, but similar size. And, and uh, so far, really, really high on Arkansas, to be honest. I think, uh, you know, it's a long way out. He, he did tell me he would like to make a decision about this time next year. So we're still a long way out on this, but he's been here a few times, 6'1", 225, uh, one of the top – 247 players in the country uh forget his exact ranking but really a big time kid lots of offers there and i think arkansas is in a really good spot coming out of that visit but again uh, probably going to be a guy that takes quite a bit of time and then fletcher westfall another 2024 mm-hmm. four star made the trip from uh leesburg virginia you know i've Sometimes, Trey, I have to cheat. I have to Google these state abbreviations when I'm writing the stories because <laughs> yeah. these guys are recruiting places I've never written about. So, Last player Arkansas uh, got out of Virginia, Danny? Funderburk, maybe? Yeah, Quinte Funderburk. Yeah, 2011, 10, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. But Came anyway. for the spring, had a cup of coffee, and, and never showed yeah. up again. <laughs> well, this guy's quite a bit bigger. Fletcher Westfall yeah. goes about six eight three twenty. That's that's plenty big, plenty as we big. say. So I think they're, uh, you know, they haven't offered him yet, which I think is curious. But uh, I would expect that to come yeah. relatively soon. I think he had a really good visit. Uh, one of the best, most thorough interviews I've had in a while with a with an underclassman, to be honest. So yeah, uh, keep an eye on him. I think he will be back again at some point. But those two were really the headliners outside of Malachi this weekend. Both these guys are, are very well regarded and, cl- again, class of 2024, so that may explain why Westfall hasn't been open sure. or, uh, re- offered just yet. But number 269-ranked player in the country on the 24-7 sports composite. And then, of course, uh, Peyton Pierce is the number 93 overall prospect in the country, the linebacker out of Lucas, Texas, Lovejoy High School. All right, Danny, anything else you want to add? I know you got some some busy things to get to. Got a lot to get to, but uh... – going to do some follow-up stuff on Singleton here but uh yeah uh, later this week the coaches are going to go out I did finally get you a uh, yeah. a hard concrete date on that they'll be going out Thursday and Friday this week Trey so starting to heat up with the spring evaluation period um it's been a, a long long run here it seems like every other Saturday I've got to keep up with all these kids so I'm looking forward to the coaches getting away from yeah. here for a little bit and and keep up with them that way but uh yeah that's about it looking forward to seeing what's next on this uh 23 recruiting class specifically running back defensive line those are kind of the positions i'm going to be switching my focus to now that uh quarterbacks out of the way gotcha all right danny appreciate you man you bet all right everybody that's danny west again you can follow danny at danny west 247 on Twitter, does a fantastic job. Most of his content is VIP content, so you do need a VIP subscription uh, if you want to read Danny's information. All right. And I'm calling my mom.
Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. Time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Mom, <laughs> if you're watching. <laughs> I didn't mean to hang up on you. It was a butt dial. All right. Where do we want to go next? We're going to get to questions because this is going to be a very question-driven show, but you got to feel good about where Arkansas is right now. Now, things that Danny didn't mention, now Arkansas is about to head out for the spring evaluation period. They get 167 days combined, 167. So um, it's, uh, the way that breaks down, I mean, it's not really 167. If they send 10 assistant coaches out in a day, that's 10 days. No matter how many high schools they visit, in that one day is actually 10 days. So that's kind of how it unfolds, and they get to uh, the end of May to, to complete all those days. So Dorian Gerald and Keelan Burrell entered the transfer portal. I bet you didn't even – you hadn't thought about them. Keelan Burrell was, I guess, injured all spring. I saw him uh, at the spring showcase, and he was standing on the sidelines watching. So not terribly surprising. He was uh, heading into his sophomore redshirt sophomore year. He has never played a down at Arkansas. Um, was one of the reserve linebackers. And then Dorian Gerald, I think, is – I mean, did we – he wasn't on the spring roster, so I don't think it's a surprise uh, that he's – well, it is a surprise because he's seven years removed from high school coming up here. And poor Dorian has had one injury after another. This is a guy that's got some talent. I mean, he was starting – he started the opening game for him last year, was injured the following Tuesday after the after the first game. Uh, the year before is when he had that uh, – no, the year before he had, I believe, a leg injury after the first game. And I think he ended up playing still in six games. But it was, I don't know if he was ever 100%. And then the year before that, he had that, like – I think they said it was like a, a pinched nerve – not a pinched nerve, but like an artery in his neck that really messed him up. I mean, he had to sit – so – the guy enrolls in 2018. He's super late. I think they had already started practices. He didn't even know where to go to class, didn't know where any of the facilities are or anything. They throw him right in there. He's like overweight. He's like 280-something pounds. He plays about 263. It's his ideal playing weight. So he's overweight. He's late, out of shape, gets a slow start, ends up playing eight games that year. I think he started the last two games that season, uh, towards the, the, the last two games of the year. And, you know, the next year he comes in, better shape, ready to contribute, has that weird injury. And then the year after that, I think it was a leg injury. And then I think that's what happened again last year. So uh, I hope he finds what he's looking for. He's going to, I mean, just to play a healthy season of, of college football probably. But you really feel for Dorian Gerald and hope things work out. Somebody had said that maybe he had had a, a medical hardship, which – if he had the medical hardship, that means he can't, he couldn't return to Arkansas if he wanted to. He'd still stay on scholarship, but he couldn't return. I don't know if that's, I don't remember that happening for sure, but that would be the stipulation there. So he's injured so much. He under the new rule, he should be able to get another year back because he gets the COVID year. He should be able to get one of those years back. Also, there's not a lot of guys that play seven years 
this might be the first. Seven years removed from high school coming up on 2022. I think he'll find some place. It's the first transfer news since the 6th of this month. Lucas Coley and Matthias Soley both transferred on the same day. Soley's ended up at Hawaii, and Coley has ended up at Houston. And hopefully these guys find some good places. I mean, Burl just wasn't working out at Arkansas. And Dorian, I mean, you can't help but feel for the guy. You want to see Malachi's video again? I'll put it up here while we shift over to questions. Where are you at, Malachi? There we go. Just a few plays, just four plays here. You see the touch on the deep ball, right on the money, and then the speed, nice and low, runs through tackles. I'm a fan. I think this is a nice pickup for Arkansas. We're going to get to your questions now. See what we got here. Billy Harper says, go Hogs. Dustin Caudell says, Trey, do you see Malachi starting right away if KJ stays an extra year after redshirting? Right away if KJ stays an extra year after redshirting. I'm not sure what you're saying there exactly. Trey, do you see Malachi starting right away if KJ stays an extra year after redshirting? I don't think – I don't know. <laughs> I'm still confused by the question, Dustin. Maybe maybe try it again. Damien N. Phillips says, Trey, so Dorian Gerald waiting until the final hour to enter the portal? Question mark. Well, it's not really the final hour. He was never on the spring roster. I don't know why he's doing it right now, but he wasn't on he wasn't on the roster. I don't they weren't expecting him to return to Arkansas. So and again, all three of Arkansas's defensive line starters last year entered the transfer portal after spring football. They were all post-spring additions. So there's another wave here. So in addition to coming up on the uh, on the evaluation period, you've also got, you know, the portal season part two. Portal season starts in December, portal season part two coming up. And there's going to be some action for Arkansas. We're going to see maybe two more defensive linemen, a wide receiver, possibly a best available guy. But those are the priorities unless there's a best available that they get can't say no to. Brian Spears says, how about the umpire calls during the eighth inning yesterday? I guess we could touch on baseball a little bit. We are going to start having Andrew Ellis on, by the way, who's our main baseball guy. But Arkansas losing the series to Texas A&M 2-1. to one. They lost 2-1, 1-3-1, and then a comeback attempt last year – or last year uh, – on Sunday uh, fell short. Next up is UCA in North Little Rock, Dickie Stevens Park, on April 26th. That's Tuesday. And then the weekend series against Ole Miss is in Fayetteville. Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 7, and Sunday at noon. All right. Back to the questions. Zach Bonnie says, Hello, Maverick and Zach here from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Woo pig. I lived not too far from Chattanooga one time. I lived in Athens, Tennessee. Lanny Montgomery says, oh, that's when I was like five years old for a minute. Lanny Montgomery says, Arkansas plays Alabama for a chance to make the SEC championship game if Arkansas can do what this season. Find the answers on the defensive line. I would say. I mean, again, guys, I look at this team, and I was just on the Cover 3 podcast with Bud Elliott. That'll be coming out soon. Uh, but I look at this team, and I see, okay, four starters on the offensive line, multi-year starters, not guys that are starting their second year, but guys that have started at least two years already or three years already. They've got to, they got to find an answer at one spot. I think they got the talent. I think they recruited the talent to find an answer there. Okay, I think it's probably going to end up being Takiyah Crawford. If it's not him, then probably Luke Jones. But probably one of those two could be Brady Latham. I could see them possibly flipping Luke Jones and Brady Latham around. So I think they're going to be okay there. Not just okay. I think they're going to be – I said last year I think they'd be better than half the opponents they play. I think they'll be better than that this year. Okay. So offensive line intact, quarterback intact, running backs intact, big at running back. They have some options at wide receiver. They're unproven as a whole. They've got to find, you know, but they've got some talent there. There's no question that Keetron Jackson's talented, Jaden Hazelwood's talented, Warren Thompson's talented. There's no question those guys have talent. They all have things that maybe they have to work on a little bit. 
But you also got Trey Knox at wide receiver, you know. And, you know, you got Rocket Sanders at running back who can also catch the football, former wide receiver. A.J. Green we know can catch the football. So, to me, I look at this offense like, man, they're, they're pretty big. It's a pretty big offense. It really is. And it's a veteran offense for the most part. It's got their, their quarterback back, their coordinator back. Okay, and I flip it to the defensive side. I like where they are at defensive end. Okay, if they get another guy like John Ridgway inside, then I think they're going to be really okay there. As long as Tor, excuse me, as long as Torian Carter comes back healthy, as long as Torian Carter comes back healthy because he did get hurt in the spring game, so we don't know the diagnosis of that yet. But if he comes back healthy, then I think you feel okay if you get one more guy. You may have to get two if he's not. Um, linebacker, I think they're going to be okay. I would like to see some better depth there, but Drew Sanders, bumper pull, they stay healthy there, and they got Chris Paul coming in for the rotation. If they can get that rotation and keep it healthy all season, then you feel good about that. And I think the secondary is going to be good. I think the secondary is in good shape. Jalen Catalan coming back, Dwight McLeathern coming from LSU, um, Latavius Brini coming in, and you've got Simeon Blair back. You've got Jaden Johnson, who I really like, Miles um, Slusher. I mean – They've got some. They've got some players there. I mean, I think this is maybe one of the more talented teams that I've seen at Arkansas in a while. When you consider the veteranness of it, and you know, looking at the schedule, it's difficult, obviously. But to me, I, I like this team a lot. I really do, and I think people nationally like them. I think you know, you talk to people nationally, they really seem to like Arkansas. I they just got a lot of pieces, and I, I've said this several times too. But when I went out and watched them first practice of spring it just looked like they were just picking right up. It, I mean, the whole practice, the way it was structured, the whole practice, them jumping right into team. I think next year, guys, could be really one of those special years. You know baseball is going to be good, okay? It's just, you know, are they going to be elite, elite? But they're going to be good no matter what, as long as Dave Van Horn's at Arkansas. Um, basketball team has a chance maybe to be a national championship contender. I mean, like – a better shot than they've had in since 90, 95. I mean, they got a chance to win. I mean, to like literally be talking about winning it all. Football team, it's a tough road. But I like them in their four non-conference games, even BYU on the road, even Cincinnati at home. I like them in those games. Uh, I like them against LSU. I like him against Auburn, you know, two teams that you'd say are, you know, usually, you know, Arkansas has got a chance. Maybe it's 50-50. Maybe it's, you know, only a 30% chance. But it's – I feel like more this time I would say I would give Arkansas more like 70, 75% chances in those games just because of what's going on at those two schools right now with, you know, turnover, new coach, you know, a lot of in and out with transfers and stuff. Uh, and then Auburn's just seems to have a lot of turmoil going on. Um, you know, how, how do they play against Ole Miss? They get Ole Miss at home. That's that's usually good. Mississippi State on the road, they've kind of had their number. So, I don't know. I look at this team and I say, you know, nine, ten wins, regular season is not out of the question. It's not. I think a big piece of it could be that Texas A&M-Alabama stretch, you know, those two games. Landon Montgomery says, one player on, on both offense and defense to have to break out the season in 2022. On offense, I'm going to go with – now, breakout means they didn't really do a whole lot last year, okay? we got to clarify what that means because I can't just say like Rocket Sanders, you know, because he ran for 500-something yards last year. So, I don't know if I'm going to call him a breakout player given that. I'm going to go with Keytron. I think Keytron Jackson has a chance to be a really big playmaker for him this year. Okay, so I'll go with Keytron Jackson on offense. And I'll throw a little bit of nod up to, to Malik Hornsby. I think we're going to see Malik Hornsby at wide receiver more than what people think. So I'll say watch out for him a little bit. But I'm going to go with Keytron on offense. On defense, breakout player. Could be Jaden Johnson. Could be Dwight McLaughlin. Do those guys count? I mean, guys that played, he started six games for LSU, I guess, last year. So, I don't know if I can say McLeathern. Can't say Breeny because he started for Georgia last year. I don't know if I can say Drew Sanders because he played for Alabama last year. And I think we all expect. So, 
I'll go Jaden Johnson. I think Jaden Johnson's in for a big year. Tyler Tober says, Trey, I need your help settling a debate from Twitter on who wins a hypothetical game. Team one, Jalen Tate, Mason Jones, Justin Smith, Jalen Williams, and Moses Moody. Okay. Team two, J.D. Note, Isaiah Joe, Stanley Amude, Daniel Gafford, and Audis Tony. I'm going to take – I'm taking team one. I'm taking Jalen Tate, Mason Jones, Justin Smith, Jalen Williams, and Moses Moody. I don't know how you came up with these teams. They certainly didn't all play together. But uh, I think I'm taking team one. I like both of them, but I, I think I'll take team one. What I'm curious, what's your uh, which, which side you are debating on, Tyler, if you agree or disagree. Brian and Gano, and Gano, would you agree we need two quarterbacks in this class? I think so, Brian. And now I think it's important to note that Cade Renfro and Cade Fortin are scholarship caliber quarterbacks. Both of those guys came out of high school and went to Power 5 schools as scholarship players. One went to North Carolina, one went to Ole Miss. Now, it didn't work out at those two places, obviously, but – they're scholarship caliber quarterbacks. So you can say that they, you know, only have two scholarship quarterbacks, but eh, kind of four in a way caliber wise. Uh, but yeah, looking ahead, you're going to lose KJ. So I would not like to lose one and bring one in. And, you know, you're always in danger of losing guys in the transfer portal. So if you can find another good quality quarterback, great. But I think odds are you find a guy that Maybe he's a little unpolished. Maybe wasn't super highly regarded as a recruit, but he's got some upside, something like that. I don't think you're going to go out and find two four-star type of quarterbacks in one class. And maybe you find your answer in the transfer portal. That seems like it would be kind of hard, but maybe you do. I mean, it's possible other schools seem to do it. You've got quarterbacks that started at other schools that are transferring to schools where they're going to be in a quarterback battle, you know, so just find the right guy. Donnie A. Butt says Team 2 would be a great game. Team 2, but it would be a great game. So somebody disagrees with me there. Jeff Brown says Malachi looks like a real solid dual threat QB. Now do you feel that we still have a shot with the commitment of Rashada? No. I think that's – I think that – I think we answered that with the, the commitment of Singleton. So I think it's move on time. Find somebody – find somebody else you feel like has a chance to – to sign on and kind of under the same parameters that I just mentioned. Donnell Williams says, who is next to commit and how many scholars do we have now? Let's see. Scholarship total. I mean, the scholarship deal is weird now because you get the 25 plus seven out of the transfer portal or seven more period if you want. Um, so you've got a lot of spots left if you want it. Where is it? Football recruiting commitments. I think that's 12 now because you did have a decommitment. Arkansas moves up number five nationally. No, 11 hard commitments right now. 11 hard commitments. Well, I'm frozen up. All right, here we go. So, Arkansas did have – I mentioned Arkansas had a decommitment. Why am I frozen? Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, we'll get back to it in a minute when, when we get unfrozen. Let's go back to some questions. Dustin Hoofman says, you always say be in the moment with the program. Every time I look up, no matter the season of the sport, Arkansas is ranked and playing well. Love being a Razorback and excited for the future. It's all right. I mean, I, I, I'm 100% be in the moment. Enjoy, appreciate. You know, yesterday, and I do this every once in a while, I was going back and look at some of the old walk and talks and stuff of, you know, the Chad Morris era. I always look back at, for some reason, the ones I pick out, usually Western, Western Kentucky and the Mississippi State ones of 2019. For some reason, those are the ones that just, like, really lets me realize where I was at that time and where I think most Razorback fans were and, you know, just kind of helps put things in perspective, helps you really appreciate where Arkansas is right now as a football program. It's a, it's a different world. 
So enjoy it because what we know about football is it's not always going to be like that. All right. It's you're going to have ups and downs sometimes. I think so much of it comes down to the coach. I mean, it's a, it's amazing to think back to how coaches viewed this job and how national media people view this job. Arkansas is like the second worst job in the SEC next to Vanderbilt. No, they had the worst coach in the SEC, maybe the SEC history. They may have had the worst coach in the SEC history. I mean, he didn't win a single Power 5 game in the two years he was here. He's never beaten a Power 5 team. So – I mean, it's interesting how things can change like that. But Arkansas has a lot, a lot of great qualities. The only problem is they're just not right next door to Dallas. Not right next door to a, a, a hotbed of talent like that. Everything else is in place. Anthony Evans, so he was the decommitment. He ran a 10-2-7 not long ago in the 100-meter dash and uh, had Oklahoma, Georgia, and others jump on board with offering him. This is the first true decommitment under Sam Pittman. Now, Miles Rouser, some people say he's a decommit. He wasn't able to enroll at Arkansas, so that's weird to put it like that, but some people have. And um, Landon Rogers decommitted briefly and then quickly recommitted soon after. Those are the only ones, and neither of those are really classified, in my opinion, if you decommit and – recommit then I don't know maybe I don't know but this guy you know I I think I don't know he says he's not done with Arkansas but we'll see 5'10 155 so lighter 5'10 and a half 155 not a big wide receiver but a guy with impressive speed Justin Williams says he's asked do you think this this new kid will start after KJ is gone. Yeah, I think there's a good chance of that. Um, now, it could be the Malik Hornsby show. So, you don't count out Malik Hornsby. Um, but I think that this guy has a chance to. Yeah, I mean, it would be him coming in as a true freshman starting. The thing about this offense, though, I think that you've got – a lot of people, you know, think of these offenses as, you know, being complicated, but really they're they're not. They're less complicated than, you know, a pro-style attack where it's probably better for a quarterback in a system like Petrino ran or, um, you know, Bielema maybe especially. It's probably better for a quarterback to redshirt, to watch from the sidelines, absorb that kind of way before getting out onto the field. These kind of off- offenses you often see – you know, quarterbacks jump right in and start playing, especially guys with speed, you know, because you can make up for a lot if you got speed. And apparently he has really good pocket presence, a good internal clock, so that that's definitely a benefit of such a young guy. Donnell Williams says, so are J.C. players a driving, a dying breed since the transfer portal rules has changed? I was thinking about that. And who's the last junior college player that Arkansas brought in? Was it Dorian Gerald? There may be no last chance you anymore now that the portal's out there. It's a good point. But, yeah, it feels like it. Because Arkansas used to always get junior college players. It used to be an important – I mean, you had Kansas junior college, Mississippi junior colleges, some in Texas. So, you had some areas that you could recruit, bring in talent. But, yeah. Philip Doolin says, could Landon Jackson play inside on the DL? Possibly. I think he's built like an end. But I could see him more in the situation. Like, you got three down linemen in. It's third and 15. You want to get your best pass rushers on the field. I could see him being the nose in that situation. We saw that with McTelvin Aguim in the past with the previous staff. Uh, we've seen that with other guys where they put, you know, a big defensive end at the nose just to get your best pass rushers out there. Paul Bartley says, love the show, Trey. Appreciate that, Paul. I agree with you on this one is, is one of the most talented, experienced teams staff and players have ever had. Yeah. I mean, I really feel that way, especially when you factor in some of these transfers that they brought in. But, yeah, I really feel that. And, I mean, when you look at also, like, the players that are leaving, like, Let's see. Let's think. Like, so Monteric Brown, okay. 
I think Monteric was a really good player. I've always thought he was a really good player. But when you look at the NFL draft scouts, I mean, there's not like people talking about like this guy's definite draft pick. You know, and that, so that's who you have to replace at one of the the cornerbacks. You look at your left tackle situation. That's obviously a huge area need. Nobody's talking about drafting Myron Cunningham. Isn't that interesting? I mean, like he was a good left tackle for Arkansas. No, he's, nobody's really talking about drafting him right now. I, th- I find that really interesting. Grant Morgan. Are we seeing Grant Morgan pop up on a lot of draft boards? I haven't seen people talk about him a lot. Now, I'm not saying those guys won't get drafted, but if they do, it sounds like it's going to be in the back end of the draft. I mean, Grant Morgan was a hell of a linebacker here at Arkansas. You know, nobody's talking about it. Hayden Henry, he didn't – I don't think – I think he's just, you know, kind of decided to move on past football. I, I think that would probably be different if, you know, people were, like, talking about, you know, hey, we might draft this guy. Um he was a heck of a player for Arkansas, especially last year. I think that's interesting to, to think about. You know, we talk about some of the key players they're losing. It really feels like Burks might be the only guy from a talent perspective that's going to be really difficult to replace. And that's nothing against those guys because they were great Razorbacks, every single one of them. But are we talking about losing NFL players? It doesn't sound like it based on what we're hearing. Donnie A. Butt says, if KJ goes down, will Horns be the backup or will he stay at wide receiver? He'll definitely, I would assume, go to quarterback. I would assume go to quarterback. That's what I would assume. He's the backup quarterback. So, Justin Williams, I'm going with Trey Knox as a breakout year or a most improved player. Yeah, possibly. I thought he really started to come on last year, obviously, when they moved him to tight end. Winston Dodd says, if Sam Pittman decides to start Hornsby after Jefferson leaves, he'll hit the transfer portal as quick as you can snap your fingers. If Sam Pittman decides to start Hornsby after Jefferson leaves. You think, who will? I don't understand some of the questions you guys, the way you're structuring these questions. Maybe it's me. Landon Montgomery says, does Malik explode onto the scene as a receiver this season? I think that he could have 20 catches and average 20 yards a catch. I really do. If y'all haven't seen his speed live, it's jaw-dropping. Yeah. I've seen him live. Tyler Tober says, my vote was team one as well. Yeah, I think you're right. Jake Belt, Malik has a chance to start next 2023 season. A lot of replies to that. Jackie Price says, I seen you, Western Kentucky, walk and talk, and earlier today, how times have changed. Absolutely. Zach Van says, thanks for making the Vandergriff pickup line bearable. Thanks for making the Vandergriff pickup line bearable. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. It's an inside. Larry McDonald says, Takias Crawford. Takias Crawford wasn't Juco. I don't know what you just mean by Takias Crawford. Guys, I need some, like, well-structured, untypo sentences. I think some of you guys are leaving stuff out and making it hard. Mark Douglas says, big-time players not only have stats and talent, but has that it factor. Malachi appears to have that factor, a winner. I think so, too. I mean, he's they're winning at a very high level. He's also got uh, Samuel Bakke, who's a four-star wide receiver, who's going to be joining the team uh, coming up this summer. So, ahead of him. But he's got a connection there. Larry McDonald says, I think it was – the I think he was the last JC. Takias, no. Takias wasn't a JC. Takias went to Charlotte. Takias was committed to Arkansas. I remember I was on the field in Kentucky in Lexington, walking off the field and – get a notification on my phone that Takias Crawford had entered the transfer portal. I guess it was from Danny. Uh, or not entered the transfer portal, excuse me. Got a notification that he had decommitted from Arkansas. And he went to Charlotte, played six games at Charlotte, uh, and then entered the transfer portal and wound up at Arkansas. So he wasn't a JUCO guy. Jackie Price likes Burks to Dallas. Um, Burks is not going to be at the NFL draft, by the way. He's, uh, I guess – I need to find out his, his where he's planning on viewing that for sure. But he's not going to be there. I'm actually going to be there. I'm going to go um, to the NFL draft this year in Vegas. Paul Bartlett, I've never been, so. 
Paul Bartley says, yeah, the guys that came in is crazy and awesome. As a hog fan, I live in California, but I keep up on everything. Hogs and my friends don't believe the hype and say that all that super seniors were the only reason we did good this year. Well, we'll see what they say after this year because Arkansas is going to be good again. Donnell Williams says, who are the top players in the high school rankings this season? I mean, I don't want to say just go look like – I don't want to just like read off a bunch of names, but it's you can go to 24-7 sports, hogsports.com, and you can see the list of all all the guys there. Paul Bartley says, I'm just overhearing it from my Bama friends, so we need to take them it, to them this year in our house. Yeah, so it's in Fayetteville. you got to have some things go right for you. you. You need to win the turnover battle against Alabama. It would help to jump out on them early, but you also got to finish because Alabama will storm back. We've seen so many times, like, you know those times when Ole Miss was beating them? Like, I think one time Ole Miss had, like, five turnovers, an advantage of five turnovers, and they almost lost the game. Like, those are the kinds of things that you have to have happen for you to beat Alabama. But it's in Fayetteville. That's another part of it. You know, it's not in in Tuscaloosa. Uh, They certainly played them well last year. There have been times here and there where Arkansas should have beaten Alabama to end that streak that goes back to 2007. I guess technically 2008. I think they had to forfeit a game. But anyway, this is as good a chance as they've had to beat them. Alabama's got a great team, obviously. Nobody's going to pick it. But this is as good a chance they have. They're going to get them sometime. <laughs> Paul Bartley says – oops, where'd you go, Paul? I'm just over here – oh, we just said that. Uh, Dennis Mitchell says, I missed the whole show. Sorry if this has been addressed. I'm frustrated with the baseball team's propensity to swing for the fence or try to for a walk, both resulting in a bunch of strikeouts or long outs, yet we got back into Sunday's game with a simple base hit, a bunt – would have tied the game and we resort back to our old ways. It's jumping when I get to the end here. Donnell Williams says, Hornsby can be an Eric Metcalf type of player. Adam Hall says, never seen a team make half-time adjustments like Bama. Larry McDonald says, does any 2023 committed recruits have the chance to end up a five-star? Um... If anybody, it would be Luke Haas. That would be the only one, I would think, out of the guys that are committed right now. He is currently the number 66 overall prospect in the country. So he would have to, you know, you got to get into, I think, the top 32 to make that distinction. Justin Williams says, I think this is the final year to beat Bama. It finally happens this year. Jonathan Parker says, I believe they were saying that after K.J. leaves for the NFL, if Hornsby starts at quarterback, that the new quarterback would leave. That that's, would be crazy, right? Yeah. Oh, that's what they meant? Hell no. No, man. <laughs> no. No. That, that, I guess that's why it wasn't registering. So – Quarterbacks usually leave in situations like that when they get passed over by another quarterback or the guy's just like a class above them and they just keep moving ahead and he's just the backup forever. That's usually why you see that. Malik Hornsby would be a redshirt junior next year, okay? So I don't know if that's reason for a freshman to leave. I mean, heck, people leave all the time for all kinds of reasons, right? But, I mean – Obviously, I mean, Arkansas lost a quarterback this year. So, players leave all the time, but I don't know if that's – if I would just, like, look at that and say that's that's going to happen. You know, he's, he's, he's just going to be a true freshman next year. How do you see the, K, the receivers and KJ connecting? We know he can run, but we have to be balanced. I mean, there wasn't a great connection in the spring scrimmage, if that's what you want to call it, spring showcase. Um Offense didn't do very well. I think part of that, I, th- I just think it's not as easy to play a game-type situation in the indoor facility. That's my opinion for an offense. Might be, and, not, and not that the defense plays exceptionally well. I just think it's harder on the offense, just the way it's, you know, just kind of the structure of everything. Paul Bartley says, you said 2022-23 season in sports, Arkansas can be one of the most incredible years ever for any school. I think that has a chance. 
I really do. All right, everybody. I want to thank you for joining us. I want to say thanks to Danny West for hopping on. A little bit later show today, uh, just because we are waiting on that commitment from Malachi Singleton number 192 overall prospect in the country. But before we let you go, if you haven't thrown us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts, take a moment and leave a five-star rating and chime in with something. Whether you want to be funny or, or what, just maybe let other people know what the, show, what the show is about, what you like about the show, why they should listen. Share it with somebody you think might listen. So be sure to tune in to us uh, at least every Monday, sometimes Thursdays, especially in football season. We'll go Monday, Thursday. But, um, you know, and if there's ever any emergency reason to have a podcast or a show, then we'll, we'll usually chime in for that too. But tune to us on Facebook Live, also available on YouTube. Throw us a thumbs up or a like on both of those platforms and listen to us on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you think of to find your favorite podcast. Don't forget, Hog Sports is just $1 right now for your first month at HAWGSports.com. Starting to lose the voice. I did the Cover 3 podcast right before this, so I'm going about an hour and a half straight talking now. So um, thanks for joining us. Thanks to Danny West for uh, chiming in with his insight as well. And uh, we'll, be back, we'll be back with you guys next week, and hopefully I'll be able to talk again. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.